This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Experts predict that Social Security will start running out of funds in less than 15 years. But smart parents can help their kids retire with a healthy nest egg by setting up an investment fund today. What's available to anybody when the kid retires at age 70, which will be probably the retirement age at that point, two and a quarter million dollars. Then, virtually every American can take simple steps to lower their carbon footprint by making changes in travel, commuting, investing, and even cooking. People sometimes say, well, geez, if I'm cooking on electric and my electric's coming from burning coal, isn't that just as bad? You can actually sign up through what's called an ESCO to get renewable energy electricity rooted directly into your home. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack. The weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Parents, would you like to turn your teenage kids into millionaires? It's possible if you set up retirement accounts for your children while they're still young. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Chris Carosa is a certified trust and fiduciary advisor and the author of The Parent's Guide to Turning Your Teen into a Millionaire. Chris, let's start with the title of your book so that people can understand the general concept. When you say turn your teen into a millionaire, you don't mean next week. You are talking about a longer-term plan. That is correct. It's by the time they retire, they'll be a multimillionaire. If they follow the instructions in the book, you don't have to know anything about investing. In fact, it assumes that you're really, really bad at investing and you earn 2 or 3% less than the average return. When the kid retires at age 70, which will be probably the retirement age at that point, two and a quarter million dollars. And you recommend basically one big step. Tell us what that is. Well, the big step, obviously, is the child has to have a job. Because if the child doesn't have a job, then there is no way that they could put money into an IRA. So that's really what they have to do first. Once they get that done, then it's just a matter of the discipline and with the help of the parents, setting up the IRA and then continually adding money to that IRA. So is a child IRA available to anyone? Sure. Really, it's called a child IRA or a minor IRA, as in a minor child, or it's called a custodial IRA because any child less than the age of 18 cannot sign a contract. Therefore, the parents have to be the one who actually set up the IRA and they're setting it up as custodian for the child. So the child owns the IRA and will get the IRA once they become an adult, but the parents really are the legal entity until the child becomes an adult. So it's available to anybody, but it just has this rule that you have to follow in order to create it. Now, I would presume that you're recommending Roth IRAs for the tax benefits. Is that right? That is absolutely correct and a very good point. In fact, most children aren't earning enough money to pay taxes. So there's absolutely no reason to defer taxes if you don't have any taxes to defer. Because what happens when they retire, they're probably going to be making enough where they will pay taxes. So you don't want to have an IRA that's going to create a taxable liability in retirement. It's better to put it all into a Roth IRA so the child can retire with this money being tax-free. Right. So when they have, you say, $2 million or so at the end, they actually have $2 million. They don't have to pay a third or half of that in taxes. Absolutely correct. You know, and, and I'll tell you, there's actually a bonus 
if the parents own a business, if it's a family owned business where only the parents own it and they hire their minor child, they won't be paying any taxes. And that includes payroll taxes. Now, are kids who make money babysitting or mowing lawns eligible or do the rules only permit taxable income from a normal job like working at Wendy's or whatever? Well, believe it or not, mowing loans and babysitting, those are normal jobs. You have to really submit those monies and pay taxes on them if you earn enough to pay taxes. But for the most part, there are lots of kids who do these types of jobs. And the parents tell you, well, okay, you just need to make sure that you keep good track of things. Keep the number of hours that you worked babysitting, how much you got paid each time. Just have good records because if the IRS ever questions it, then you have everything ready to hand to them and show, hey, yeah, this kid really did earn this money. Given the risks of inflation or even hyperinflation in the U.S. over the next several decades, a million dollars or even two million dollars 40 or 50 years from now would still not be enough for most retirees, I would think. So a youngster would still need to participate in a 401k or some other form of retirement savings throughout their career years, right? Ideally, that's correct. And I will tell you this, is that if you invest it in the stock market, the stock market normally takes into consideration inflation. So when I cut 2 or 3% from the earnings return, I'm assuming that basically you've got a 2 or 3% inflation rate. So if you actually made what the market makes on average, that's not $2 million. It's more like $14 million. So that's a big difference. In real terms, you know, you could say, hey, I can just live off that money. But you don't want to plan on that. That's why I'm being very conservative on these estimates here, because this is just for the kids' money while they're a child. They should still be investing in their normal employer's 401k plan or set up additional IRAs, whatever it is, to continue to save money for retirement. Our guest on InfoTrack is Chris Carosa, the author of The Parent's Guide to Turning Your Teen into a Millionaire. Chris is a certified trust and fiduciary advisor, and we're talking about child IRAs. So, Chris, can you give us an example, maybe, of how much money we're talking about depositing each year for a teenager? Remember, the key thing is you can only put in as much as the teenager earns. And my assumption is that a teenager just working a normal summer job or a part-time job during the year can earn around $6,000 or more. And you can only put in $6,000. So anything above $6,000 doesn't count. Once you hit $6,000, that's it. That's all you could put in there. Now, here's the thing. A lot of time, the kids will want to look at this as an opportunity to buy something, whether it's a new bike or a video game or whatever it is that kids buy today. They're going to want to use that money to buy something. And let's say they only earn $6,000 and they spend $1,000 on a video machine or whatever. Well, the parents can kick in that extra $1,000. As long as the child earns the total money, that total of $6,000, it doesn't matter where the $6,000 ultimately comes from to go into the IRA. So when I've interviewed parents, a lot of parents will actually match the money dollar for dollar that the child puts into the IRA. So the child might put in $3,000. The child might have earned $6,000, but only put in $3,000, and then the parent kicks in the $3,000. So you can mix and match that way. And by the way, it doesn't have to be parents. It could be grandparents, aunts, uncles. Anybody who wants to gift the child the money can put into the IRA as long as it does not exceed what the child earned. You mentioned the stock market a moment ago. People have different levels of tolerance when it comes to risk, and these accounts obviously would sit in some form of a mutual fund for decades. How aggressive do you think parents should be in terms of stock market exposure for these kinds of accounts? 
my assumption is that they just put it into an index fund and don't think about it. And it's a bad index fund. It's an index fund that does poorly because it earns 3% less than the average return. The idea of risk tolerance, actually, there's a whole study on whether or not that's something that you should really be looking at. In fact, the way it's used by professionals traditionally was not the way it was intended to be used when the original academic study was done. So you don't want to look at risk tolerance as something that guides you. You should really be looking at what your needs are. Now, for a teenager, that really doesn't matter because they don't know what their needs are going to be. Heck, parents won't know what their needs are going to be 20 or 30 years from now. So what you want to do is you just want to invest it. That gives you whatever the best average return is. The key thing is, and this is why risk really isn't going to be important for a teenager, it's the amount of time that it's invested. So the volatility of the market, the ups and downs of the market, will be smoothed out over the you know 50 or 60 years that that money is just sitting there earning more money for the teenager. Chris, do you have any final words of advice for parents just in terms of lessons for teenagers that they should be imparting to them? A lot of this really derives from the fact that the parents are acting as good examples and as teachers. So a lot of parents will say, hey, I'll bring my kid in and I'll show them how we're doing the family budget. That's great. That's acting as a good example, showing the child how the parents themselves are investing for retirement. That's a good example. But go a little bit of step beyond that and be more proactive and actually teach your child sometimes to the point where you're doing something for the child without the child even being aware of it. So the child doesn't have to be aware of setting up, for example, the child IRA because the child doesn't sign anything. The parents do. And I interviewed several parents in the book who actually set up these child IRAs without the knowledge of the children, without the children's knowing about it. It wasn't until the children became adults or a little bit older that they realized, hey, I've been saving this money and now look how much it is. And it almost becomes a self-motivational type of exercise when the kid looks at it and says, hey, I made that much money and I really didn't do a lot of work. I mean, other than work to get paid. So that's an important lesson and an important motivator that parents can utilize to help their kids become financially secure as adults. Chris Carosa, the author of the book, The Parent's Guide to Turning Your Teen into a Millionaire. And Chris's website is childira.com. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, how to lower your carbon footprint. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned.